This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for tuning into this Black Girl Nerds Podcast Extra, talking about the movie Wonder Woman. Just released this weekend, we decided to have a roundtable discussion talking about everything, and we are going in on this movie. This roundtable features myself, Jamie, as well as panelists Mel, KB, and Leo. Take a listen. Welcome to this BGM Podcast Extra. Anytime a big movie comes out that is causing lots of waves on social media, we have to do a podcast dedicated to it. So this week we are talking about Wonder Woman, which broke box office records um, in terms of having a female director at the helm, made over $100 million this weekend, and we've got some thoughts about it. We've got some opinions. So very happy to have here on this podcast roundtable of Wonder Woman, we have Mel, KB, and Leo. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Leo's first time on the BGM podcast. Welcome to yay. Oh, yay. our podcast space. <laughs> oh, well, all right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm popping my BGM cherry. Is that, is that what's happening? I, I or... think that's what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, yeah, Wonder Woman came out this weekend. Um, a lot of folks were hyped up about it. What was your takeaways uh, seeing the movie this weekend? What were some things that were the highlight of the film for you? Let's let's start on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'll start. Uh, you know, for me, I thought Wonder Woman by far is one of the better DCEU movies that I've seen in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's saying a lot, um, but it, it really was... In terms of story, I thought the story was fantastic. I, I really liked the way it was developed through and through. Um, the action was very well done. It didn't look cheesy. Uh, the choreography, the fight choreography was really well done. So uh, whether the actresses did a lot of training or they just had really great stunt doubles, um, they really made it look flawless in terms of editing and it just looked really good seeing those fight sequences. Um, and the performances were very compelling. Gal Gadot, she killed it. She really did. She's amazing. And I know that there was some speculation when she was first cast, like, is she really going to be able to do this? But she she did the damn thing. And I was happy to see her hold it down. And um, I really loved the chemistry she had with Chris Pine. Um, so, yeah, overall, like, I, I really saw some really cool things about the film that, that I liked. And it was good and refreshing to walk away from a DC movie and be like, wow, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I haven't had that experience in a long time. Oh so, oh, wow. um, so yeah, those were my, my positives about the movie. Uh, I'll go next. So um, I thought that the movie was really beautifully shot. Like for me, mm-hmm. um, I really love the way Patty did the cinematography. I mean, I thought it looked gorgeous. It looked stunning. Every, every single shot. Um, everyone here knows my heart for Chris Pine. So um, naturally, <laughs> I, I loved Chris in the movie. 
Um, I would have to agree with you, Jamie. Like, I think the chemistry between uh, him and Gal, it was it was really great. She did a phenomenal job, like, obviously, as Wonder Woman. And I knew that she would just based on her performance in, in Batman versus Superman. Right. Because for me, she was the best part of Batman versus Superman. And she was only in it for probably 10 minutes. So I think that um, she lived up to it wholeheartedly. Um, I loved seeing the mascara. Yes. Uh, the women there, the, the Amazonian women were so fierce. And, and I think it was a combination of like having the actors trained really hard and giving it their all in addition to uh, having really great stunt doubles. But I will say that like Robin Wright, I like barely even recognized her, but she did an incredible mm-hmm. job, That's an true. incredible job. So um, I loved I love those things about it. I mean, obviously, there are some plot holes. I did like <laughs> the fight scenes. I did. Some of them, most of them, maybe not the ones with Aries, but um, yeah, the, the first <laughs> yeah. act fight scenes were on point. The, well, uh, yes, the yes. third act, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say that um, I love the movie. I did. <laughs> I I just I believed all the hype and I just ran away with it. Um, I think. Probably Themyscira was my favorite part. I love that island. I want to live on that island. I just... (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That movie could have been all about that island, and I would have been ecstatic. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Why would you want to leave? The world sucks. Don't leave this place. It's beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. Diana was awesome. Um, So much better than I thought she would be. So much more relatable than... Some of the other heroes we've seen so far <laughs> in this universe. She actually likes being a hero. I'm like, wow, look at that. Man, that's new. Um, what else? There's something. Oh, Chris Pine's facial expressions. I just love his facial expressions. They're just. <laughs> he doesn't actually have to say a word. You were, you were looking so at his face. I was looking at something else. But okay, go ahead. Proceed. Uh... <laughs> Tub scene. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're looking at his watch. His watch. <laughs> yes, I was looking at his watch. Yeah. You're looking at his watch. <laughs> it was the classiest of watches. It was a very nice watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I like the overall message. It was very positive, and usually these movies aren't very positive. They really aren't. It's, even the Marvel movies aren't being positive anymore. Everything is negative. Everything is doom and gloom, and. With this one, I'm like, since the election, everybody has been saying, like, love will bring us together. All we need is love and to love our fellow man and all this other bullshit. And usually that makes me see red. But then I saw this movie and I came out of it. You know what? Maybe all we do need is love. Maybe we can't fix the squirrel with love. And then I came back to my senses. But like for for a minute, <laughs> I believed it afterwards. I'm like, all we, need, all we need is love. I'm with you, Diane. I'm with you. So yeah, overall, I loved it. That's that's interesting. I mean, I think that that's one of the most positive marks about this movie that, like, I can determine is that it is not dour. It is it is like, and I mean, for something taking place like during a war, it is a <laughs> it is a pretty upbeat movie. Even in like in like small things, like one of the things that really touched me weirdly, which is a total throwaway kind of aspect of the movie, is uh, is is Diana's treatment of Ewan Bremner's character. Mm-hmm. of like how like you know when he's like when she notices he's singing while playing and then she's like you got to be around like while you're singing 
that I thought that was like so sweet and intimate. That was like this thing where where it's like this. She is a fish out of water, yet she recognizes the humanity in somebody and like doesn't want him to feel bad about himself. I thought that was like rather powerful and unusual. Like that was a really specific type of, uh, you know, a note of empathy for a hero character that like, I, I mean, was, was quite profound. And the movie overall is, is a beat. I agree totally. I think Gal Gadot um, as a presence delivered. She did. She totally delivered. That is not a that is not a criticism I would levy at the movie. I agree with you all as well that like I kind of wanted to stay on that island for a for a minute. I almost feel like they left it too quick. They left yeah. that island a little too fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really enjoyed like my time with it. And I mean, this is like this is maybe damning with faint praise, but I agree with you know most everyone, which have been the positive as well as the negative critics, that this is clearly the best of the DC, the new DC films. No mm-hmm. question. Hands down. And I also wanted to add, um, I really like the way they did her origin story. Like, they really set that up well so we can get to know who Diana is, you know, starting off with her as a child and, you know, going through that training and all of that. So just great character development overall. I just thought it was really fantastic. So um, cool. So, yeah, what were some things that uh, you took issue with? Aries, Aries, (laughs) Aries, and Aries. (laughs) you know what i took issue with that entire storyline i feel like the movie would have been stronger if they had either cut him out or changed his backstory so it was less like he was basically lucifer and this was a retelling of the fall of man (laughs) because that's basically what it is i'm like wouldn't aries love man i mean wouldn't he be happy that man was warring and doing all this other crap i feel like he would have been happy but then they made it out to be like you know Zeus was God, and then Ares was Lucifer, and he's like, we need to get rid of the people. And then the Amazons are the angels. I'm like, wait a minute. This, none of this really makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, in, in Greek At mythology, all. was Ares a bad god? I always thought the god of war was actually, like, um, a god that actually was positive. Like, I didn't see him as a villain in Greek mythology. I don't mythology. really think any of them are good. I don't yeah, think like, they yeah. yeah, he's supposed to, like, he's supposed to occupy Aphrodite kind is of good. energy. No, but Aphrodite's messed. No, Aphrodite's messed up because didn't Aphrodite? They all, yeah, they like all. they they all like make mess ups. They all like they're make big all, mistakes. Okay, so they're all messy they gods. All straddled, okay. yeah, yeah. They all straddled the line between good and evil. It's kind exactly. of like the way they're portrayed. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was like, mm, I don't know. For me though, I don't know. It just was not exciting to have you know someone who was so close to um, Steve Trevor and his team be Aries. I was like, really? This yeah. is where the, this is headed? Because, well, you know, that's what the devil does. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, the in your devil ear. Your back, right. It, I, I, you know, it felt like misplacedly epic. And, and and especially now when, like, you know, we've been watching American Gods. Haven't seen the most recent episode, so hold on that. But the idea of, like, American Gods of Gods being just gods of things, maybe not necessarily evil outright. Mm-hmm. The fact that they posed Ares as this kind of absolute evil, this Lucifer, like you're saying, what I, like I didn't even feel like it needed that because if Ares really is the god of war and that's part of the film's narrative, like well, there's another war coming up, so I don't really know yeah. how this fight matters if Ares is gonna be you know tangentially related to that. So it was it, that was a weird characterization. It's I just, totally agree. It's so strange. I mean, you're the god of war without people. What the hell are you the god of? 
I mean, right, right. he wasn't that compelling right. of a villain to me. At like, all. He, at all. Know, I was just like, this I, British dude honest- is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this British dude, he just, he didn't do anything for me. So, I don't know. I mean, well, he I think- was Lupin in Harry Potter. <laughs> he was Lupin. I think, too, when you think about it, though, like, I think that's where the DCEU struggles. Like, their villains are really not that compelling. Except for all. Bane. Bane is well, up yeah, there. But I mean, like, especially well, in the count. newer ones. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, in the newer ones, for me, like, I still love Man of Steel. And I still, like, Zod is just okay to me. Like, still. I like Zod. <laughs> so I'm like, he's not terrible, but he's just okay. Like, for me, I'm like, mm, I, I don't know, but he's definitely way better than Ares because for me, I just was not. Was I mean, not. I mean, Zod has a thing that he wants. I didn't right. get what Ares. What does Ares want? Right. Yeah. He exactly. wants the people to be gone, just as Lucifer wants the people to be gone. Yes, right. Yeah. <sighs> it makes no sense. It really doesn't. <sighs> yeah. So we agree collectively that Ares was not needed. Um, what do you think about that third act? That that's the talk of social media. It seems like everybody had an issue with it. I mean, right off the bat, I don't know what happened. Did Zack Snyder like hijack the set? Because uh, that was all <laughs> him. Like it. In that. well, it was it it was super dark, right? Like it went very very Zack Snyder dark in the third act. It was and dark, like, and then the slow motion and I, like you know the saturated cinematography, and I'm just like. What are you doing? Fire everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, copious CGI. When the movie didn't really have a ton of it before that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all CGI from that point forward. And The bad armor. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it was just, it was so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. that, that last battle was so long. It was. So long. And then yeah. the villains that we had, you know, thought were the villains for most of the movie, they were dispatched really easy like <laughs> it was just like two seconds and then they were gone i don't even know what happened to like um dr moreau what happened to her she ran did she die well, well i'm pretty sure question. she died because everything went up in flames so like well, for me I, like eventually the entire thing burst into flames and i don't think she could run that quickly but you know uh, you don't, survive, if you don't see a character knows, die they're probably right coming then back. they're probably alive right yeah. right exactly but I don't, I don't know. You know, the funny, the, the thing is, though, is I went to see the movie with my youngest sister and she had actually seen it the day before, but I still wanted to see her with her. And she loved it, except for in the third act, she was like, why is it that a man is the one that had to fuel this for her? Right. No, I. <laughs> and, I, that, and I was like, that is a wonderful question, mm-hmm. my little feminist. I don't. <laughs> I don't I, that's not for me. Like that. Like I. I mean, I have a. Lo- I have many, many issues with this movie. Her, Doctor Poison specifically. Um, I feel like there are two things about her that really bother me. One is the thing you just described completely. I don't like. I think the idea of having, you know, a a, a central woman villain, which is relatively rare uh, right. in these films, um, and then to have her be beholden to, I mean, a, like a two-dimensional brute. Who mm-hmm. doesn't really like do a lot in the movie, to be honest, aside from like be the subject of her affections. Um, mm. In addition to that, and this is like a small thing, but it to, it bothered me. And I'm curious to know how, how, how y'all felt when you saw it. This scene, the important scene, um, you know, at the dinner party where Diana sneaks in. 
Yeah. Where they have that moment where like there's like a blast of energy. Dr. Poison's mask gets blown off. And okay, like that bothered me in a weird way. Like one, because it gets blown off for no reason and, and of no import. Nothing happens. Just the fact that you see like this one, like the this thing is that one of her kind of one of the very interesting graphic design aspects of her character is this mask that she always has throughout it, which I thought was interesting. Like it was very Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. but it was characterful. It was meaningful. Like I was like, oh, like I imagine that mask was there because she's damaged herself in the course of her experiments, right. but she still has some vanity. So she protects her face. And it gets blown off for no reason, nothing, it, it, not for a meaningful thing, not because we were all wondering what was under there. Like, it didn't really matter. It's just blown off in that dinner party. And I was like, why would you make that character so vulnerable and then not, not even do anything with it? It has nothing to do with her development at all. I thought that was unnecessary. I would have appreciated her never having had out her hat or mask removed. That was her, you know, that was her her aspect of, of camouflage. That's what she decided for her character. And I, I felt it weird that they took that away from her. And you got to see her face. I don't know. It's kind of messed up. Like, it looked like some scarring. But it didn't tell mm-hmm. anything. Character. I think it, they did it to I make think... her look pitiful. So well, do like, you think... you know, I don't like that. I think you're right. Yeah, because like Diana that. was about to crush her with the tank. And they're like, look at this pitiful woman on the floor. She's all damaged. Don't do it, Diana. Don't crush her with the tank. I was going to uh, say, I think they might have cut something out. Like, I, I think thought, that I they, they had a little bit more and then they cut a scene out. Like they deleted a scene. It felt like there was something. If you were going to yeah. do that, you were going to do something with it. But do you they, think that they were don't. trying to be like metaphorical? Like she's been exposed and this is a way of showing that she's been exposed as a villain and doing it that way. I'm well, I don't think so. Cause she's already, she was already. She's so known. Villainous. Yeah. The entire thing. I guess that was, I think it was trying to show know. that she has some humanity or something. I don't know. I kind was, of understand what Leo's saying, though, because for me, yeah. I, for like one moment, I thought, are you trying to say that brilliant women can't be beautiful? Like for one second. R- I right, like, right. I was Sorta. like, yeah. mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Like for one second, because I mean, she clearly is the most brilliant character in the film. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, is that what we're doing here? Like, are we, uh, I hope that's not what we're doing. I hope yeah. they just deleted a scene. No, combined with her beholdenness to to the guy, Luftwar- I don't remember the guy's Ludendorff. I think his name was. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. combining that like bizarre, uh, meaningless vulnerability that occurs in that scene with the fact that she is so beholden to that dude. I didn't like how that all gelled and came together. Like really, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. otherwise, I di- I agree. I did like her. I thought she was. I wanted to kind of know more about her. I wanted to play with her character a bit more, and I don't think they did. You know, actually, that scene where Chris Pine hits on her, that fits in there, too. Well, hits on her, Flash tries to what? win her right, over right, to right, his right. eye. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. And then Diana walks in, he's like, oh, I see where your eyes are. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I mean, it, they were yeah. kind of alluding to it because, pitiful. yes, yes. And then she was just like, oh, of course, you know, your eyes are taken away to someone more beautiful was kind of what she was saying without saying it. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. she's because she's sensitive. She's a sensitive genius. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, good point. Any other issues that you guys took with the film? I have so, um... I have so many issues. <laughs> I mean, one thing that um, bothered me. I had tweeted about this, and and folks, you know, comic book people, feel free to debate me, and I know you guys will. Um, but I just felt like there could have been a moment 
and an opportunity for intersectionality to happen in this movie by mentioning Nubia. Because she is a canon character. Um, She did come from Clay. Uh, She's Diana's twin sister. When she was um, molded as Clay from um, Hippolyta, Diana was the white Clay, Nubia was the black Clay. So in that origin story, when she talks to Diana about how she came to be, it would have been nice to have mentioned Nubia. And I know that, you know, there's timelines and New 52 and all of these alternate universes where, well, maybe that won't fit. But they could have taken some creative liberties because creative liberties was taken in this film anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, they could have done something with Nubia's character. So I hope that they do something with that in the sequel because this movie was, for the most part, super white. You know, uh, white women everywhere get a chance to see themselves reflected incredibly well in this movie. Um, but for us, uh, we don't really see a whole lot of that. We see, I think, three black characters with speaking roles and then like a couple of other black characters that don't speak at all. Um, yeah, n- none of which are named, if I'm not correct. No, I'm yeah, no, you're correct. They, none they of them have are names, names. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, 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 that's particularly troublesome. And I mean, and like part, like that was part of my damage with the, with the Themyscira, uh, m- like, like part of the movie because, God, there was like a part of me that's like watching this and I'm like, okay, so you have these like big, bold, beautiful Amazonian women uh, who are black in this world. And are there is their main purpose there to show that Diana can kick their asses? Like, is that their time to shine in the movie? Just like in that big in that fight scene she has where she's practicing and then like she kicks mm-hmm. everybody's butt. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't really think think that's super progressive <laughs> like yeah. if you're just showing that they're there but that diana is still better than don't forget right right like, mm, yeah that, yeah that's that, problematic like yeah. really problematic and yeah beyond and on top of that they, and that they're not named so they're unnamed black amazons who are i mean there's right. artemis who was named and then there's this yeah. she was just referred to as the senator yeah mm-hmm. she doesn't have a name behind senator i think that was at least addressed in the movie um okay. But yeah, Artemis and Senator. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Mm. Yeah, the whole had... movie had been there. We could have explored that, but no, we had to leave the island. Little too. That, that's the I... thing. Like, I think if we did stay on the island, we could have learned more about these women. And I, I personally think it would have been a better film for me, um, a perfect film for me, if they did stay on that island a little bit more. And just focus on these women and what their stories are and the interaction of, you know, how Diana develops her character throughout the years instead of just ripping her off and going into this next storyline. So and so many fans received that first act so well. So I hope that they at least go back there and extend it a little bit more when they do the sequel. I hope so. I do, too, because I don't really know that much about like. Nubia but I did read I mean like what you just said I read that like obviously uh, there are different versions and they chose not to use that version of the comics to create this but again I mean that still does not take away from the fact that like you have women of color here on the island and they're being underutilized right like grossly underutilized so because it means nothing and then you see no women of color at all for the rest of the film like you don't Nope. Which which sort of makes a little sense, like because they're all in World War One battleground, I guess. I don't know. In right. London, they could have showed a bit. But then yeah, no exactly. men of color either. 
Well, I mean, I should well, say right. there was okay. yeah there right. there was right. two men of color, Native American two, character, yes. and then yeah. was he like Middle Eastern or? Yeah, um, yeah, he's Middle Eastern. But that yeah, yeah I mean, that was it. You got to see like a lot of Indian soldiers and like a couple of African soldiers, and then that was pretty much it. But I, like I, there I, are. There were a lot of women of color nurses in both of the world wars, so that could have been there. But yeah, Ooh, that would have been great. That I guess been... like you know, all the women of color were on the mascara, which actually makes sense because if I had the option and I lived back then, <laughs> I would be... I'm gonna go to the mascara, <laughs> right? Like, I, yeah. like, why would you go anywhere else? <laughs> I, I, I have a question about one of like many pet peeves I have with this movie, and I'm wondering what what y'all think. One of my weird problems with it, and it's a slight one is that I personally don't think that the that the central powers would have killed any of the Amazons in that fight. I I thought that the the fight that happens when the when they're they're tailing uh, Steve mm-hmm. and then they end up fighting all the women, I was like none of the women should have died at all. Like they're Ooh. they're freaking Amazons. Yeah, all they do is train to fight. Yeah. That's all the, it's yeah. their lives. And even though and like and I want to say I love that scene. Like I love the like you know, jump, flip, triple arrow shooting. Like, I, that was great. I have no qualms with that scene, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I didn't really think that any sacrifices need to be made because if they had come out killing that entire troop of Germans, I would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That they, they would have done that because all they do is prepare for these types of invasions. But do you think that they were showing the angle um, of, like, gun fire, like, Basically saying, okay, you guys are not trained in how, like, as trained or well versed in how to combat gunfire. Yeah, that- but I mean, they yeah. read. They all they do is read books. I'm just wondering. I'm just asking. Other. No, like right. I, I thought about that, yeah. but I almost felt like that would be an even better opportunity to show that their ways, however, like you know, uh, weirdly antiquated in certain ways that they're like you know fighting science is that they would still kick the most ass anyway because they're that focused. I mean, mm. they're, they've been alive for a long time. So, yeah, a really long time. Like yeah. a really long time. So then, I don't know, maybe if they got shot, they'd heal. That could have been something. But I feel like the deaths are more of a, like, a plot reason than yeah. an actual like in-world reason. It yeah. yeah. It was just I don't, plot. But I don't, People but I don't like that. I don't like that <laughs> because, like, enough women have died for plot, like, in past movies. So they didn't really have to do that here to, uh, you know, as, as a result, or maybe specifically because this is a Wonder Woman movie. I uh, know I feel like, no, the women that died there were there to give impetus to Diana's journey. But I, uh, there's a part of me that didn't want that, that wanted, the, you know what, write a better impetus if you need one. <laughs> you know, well, rather than That's dying. so true. Well, maybe if we had women writers on this too, we would have had that's a different story. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, mm-hmm, because, and if know, we had women on the team mm-hmm. writing. <laughs> yep, you need a hero to be born in violence, and that's what happened with her. So. Uh, they would yeah. pay attention to that type of detail, for sure. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because you'd think they developed some kind of Kevlar. I mean, they've been alive for a long time. <laughs> Um, you know, and like, and like, in you know what they would show up and be like, okay, they have these weapons we're not super familiar with, but like, we'll just rally or we we'll figure it out because we're that you know quick witted and and battle smart that we can be like, okay, we have to deal with them this way. And for the most part, they do like they kick their mm-hmm. asses. I'm not trying to front like they totally kick their asses, mm-hmm. but I, I I would have preferred if they had just come up with a different reason to compel Diana's journey. Yeah. I don't think it would have been that hard. 
I mean, you would think that if they were so into training for this war that may or may not happen, they would have, you know, kept tabs on how war is improving or how it's, you know, right. they would have read up on how in the yeah. world. They'd be like, okay, we've moved from bows and arrows to guns. Let's figure out how to incorporate this into our fighting style. Right. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that hard to get to the island. Right. <laughs> no, they just, it's true. That's true. They just got in. They just got they in just, there. They just, yeah. I mean, they just rode in. That's why when her mom was like, "You, if you leave, you can't come back. I'm like, these dudes just rode. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm oh, curious to know. Um, I'm, I'm like, I can come back. It's easy. He just <laughs> put his hand through the shield and came right through. <laughs> I'm curious to know though, Robin Wright's character, it's Endiope and Antipode. Antiope. Um, does she die in the comic book? I don't know. Because that's what I'm wondering if you know she had to oh, die they were just because that. that they were trying to honor that. Because yeah, it it did feel like a fridging moment when they had her, you know, sacrifice that bullet for um yeah. You know, Diana's story to move forward, but then you know they fridged Steve's character as well, so which we they don't did. get to see often. <laughs> it's usually the women that get that. Um, so, actually, I have a question about that. So, like, I was trying to wonder the second time I, I saw this, why exactly did he have to blow up the plane? Wasn't he trying to sacrifice saving people's lives by flying over and letting the plane? blow up so when he was like it has to be me i have to sacrifice my life for this i was like technically you don't like you could just you know like um have one of the guys or shoot one of the guys and let the plane just do its own thing some gas had to have gotten out either way when he was trying to get the plane away from large groups of people if it was all gonna burn up in the flame anyway then why not just evacuate the base and let it blow up Hmm. There are some. Hmm. Yeah, I also think that yeah. he could have like, got I, I kind of nodded like, off on part of that scene. Man. So he could have blown. He could have gone there. This is got the same thing. <laughs> this is like Steve Rogers crashing the plane into the Arctic. It's like actually, when you think about it, you could have gone out of this, but you didn't. So, <laughs> I mean, I understand that they wanted to use his death to fuel, obviously, like Diana's change and like to really become quote-unquote Wonder Woman, which I have issues with because she was clearly already Wonder Woman. Well, also to see what love was, right? Right, That whole Love and loss. Love and loss. I think they're trying to teach her in order to fuel um, her mission even further. But, um, I mean, maybe just say that. Just say, listen, I have to die, Diana, because this is going to make you guys... She already lost so much. She lost her So have him shoot himself in the head instead. She lost her auntie. She can't go back. She can also definitely go back. She did lose he, her aunt. So he that, just he, he gives her the watch. He's like, "This is for your character development." <laughs> like, no. I'm ready to be fridged now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I was hurt when Chris Pine died too, because I was like, "No, don't take Chris away." <laughs> I knew he was gonna die. Like when they said he was in the film, I was like, "His character will die immediately." Like I knew even before mm-hmm. they said anything, because I was like, this "Yeah," is because they were together. Happen. So had he lived, we would have seen her with him in BVS, right? She would well, well, no, super well, no, old. no, 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 because he's human and he's old. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have been dead by then. <laughs> you, Although, been dead. You, know, you know, it's interesting. I feel like it, the movie slightly hints at the idea that he would do that because he's really crushed 
when they discover that the entire village was killed. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, takes that on him. Like, he thinks that's his fault. So, like, if he's going to end up doing this kind of, you know, uh, this, like, suicidally, uh, you know, martyrous kind of action, it's almost like, I think, like, he hates himself for them having assumed that they would be, that the village would be okay, like, that everybody was going to party and it was going to be great because Diana threw some tanks, you know. Um, so yeah, I almost feel like, like he just felt super guilty about that thing. And they kind of show that that's not a, that doesn't really, it <laughs> doesn't I mean, really make doing it. it. Yeah. That was totally in character of him to, to do it. Like I wasn't surprised yeah. that he did it, but it was but, kind of, weird. yeah, it was yeah. also though. I have to say that one of my just personal favorite scenes is when they're in the hotel room and he's getting ready to leave, but they actually say no words. And yes. then he stays. I thought that was beautifully shot. Like, it was, because yeah. clearly it was just their eyes. I thought it was really well acted, but no, no words were said for like a solid five minutes. And I thought, oh, this is stunning. So that was one of my favorites. Like, they could have gotten a little bit more explicit with this, and they did. And I'm like, and that was beautiful that they just left it there. Exactly. And then also that it wasn't anything to discuss the next day. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And about their business per usual. Okay, we need to save the world. Mm. The end. Mm hmm. Like, let's move forward. There was some annoying moments with Steve where his male ego kicked in and he's yes. telling Diana to just stay here. Stay back. Okay, I'm like, first off, first she off, is, <laughs> she's, she is like bulletproof, life proof. Like, I don't right. why you're telling her to stay here. You need to be like, okay, Diana, whatever you want to do, I'm actually just going to follow along because I value my life and I want to stay alive and um, you can protect me. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, at this point, he knows that she's superhuman and that she can kick ass like she's already proved it. What what do you need to keep her safe for? Like, dude, you need to stay back and she like, needs to protect you. Yeah, yeah. pretty much everyone just needs to let her do her thing and they just mm-hmm. need to be listening. But that was a real moment life. when you think about it, because like like I said, like that's the male ego. So no matter what, that's going to kick in, even if it doesn't seem logical. I, that that that's interesting because I feel like that just like my, like my st- when it came to the her interactions with Diana in public, there was a thing with me that I was annoyed by the fact that like look you know she's intelligent just be like listen you can't carry around your sword and shield because uh, everybody's gonna like try to arrest you or think something's going on like he he very rarely explains the entire situation to her in the movie, but. That can be justified with the fact that he's a dude and, like, even though he knows how powerful she is, there's this part of him that's just like, ah, you need to be protected and mm-hmm. sheltered from the truth. So that kind of does have justification within the context of the movie that I can't be too mad mm-hmm. at. Yeah. But there were a couple of times while watching where I was just like, why don't you just speak to her like she's another intelligent human being? And then, like, <laughs> you don't have to, like, play this game where you're like, no, 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 come here. Don't, don't go yeah. that way. Come here. But... Yeah. But you also, but he's also like a dude in, you know, in like mm-hmm. the early part of the 20th century, which I guess this is just difficult for him to comprehend that. Maybe. Well, definitely when they were walking down the street and he was like, cover yourself up. Okay, you could explain to her that like, at <laughs> right. this time, women um, have a certain, uh, you know, type of dress. And right now you are not really wearing um, hardly any clothing and you're drawing a lot of attention, you know, and we're we're just trying to make sure. I mean, he could have just given her an explanation versus like just slamming her jacket shut and being like, you know what? When he wasn't in character as a spy, he was super awkward. I just think Steve doesn't know how to use his words. Because like when he was playing spy Steve, like in doing the mission, he was really good. 
every other time it's like, I can't explain what's happening. I'm just going to say, I'm going to do this. Follow me. Maybe this is going to work. Maybe this is not going to work. Oh, cover me. He said that a lot. Cover me, but never explaining to the guys what he's going to do. Interesting. Yeah. Cover me. I'm basically just going to die. Cover me. He didn't didn't say (laughs) anything to the guys about why he needs cover or what he's going to do. They figured it out probably because they've been following him for years and he never explains a damn thing. He just runs off and does it. Not every spy is intelligent. So (laughs) 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 contrary to popular belief. There's some dumb spies out there. Yeah. Um, I really like that line from Samir. It was kind of a, a woke line about him being an actor and oh, I love that. That was a great mm-hmm. moment. I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, he was just it real. like, you know, yeah. He was like, we we are all fighting our own battles. We can't always do the things we want to do. Not in this day and age. And I was like, wow. That was one of the most profound, actually, moments. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it was. Think. Yeah, no, that was really, really good. No, like, and and the the Motley Crew, like this just crew of like people, like they're all interesting. Um, like Brave Rock, I thought was like a really interesting character who, man, I mean, this is the anti-Slipknot from Suicide Squad. Like, he almost, like, practically, you know, reinvigorated First Nation people in a DC movie and, like, erased... Uh, is that Was that his name, Slipknot? In, uh, in I, I didn't see Suicide it. The guy who, like, exists just to die... He's he is First Nation and he has like two lines in the movie and then he gets killed. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe his name was Slipknot and it was and that was an awful moment for First Nation actors in comic films. Yeah. Period. And and I thought Brave Rock like overall I mean like yeah he Brave Rock has like probably my second favorite moment in that movie where he like exp- where he's talking to Diana in in his language. You know, and she knows it because mm-hmm. she knows all these like various languages. Right. And then they kind of discuss the irony of like his presence there, but his, you know, uh, kind of heroic self-realization within it. That was pretty man. See, the movie has these moments like that where, where I'm like, OK, this is this is really leaps and bounds past any other uh, attempt that DC has made towards representation. This does put Wonder Woman in a different light. Those moments, because I couldn't imagine like the you know, the, the Saeed moment happening in PBS, for instance. Oh, like, God, I no. could not imagine it. You know what I actually really liked about the, the Motley crew? Is that they had, all of them, even Steve, they had every reason to be the horrible, dark, broody characters we've seen in all the DC movies because huh. of what they went through and what they've seen, but they weren't. <laughs> they all were hopeful and they were all you know, willing to go out there and give everything for this fight. And then we don't really see that <laughs> in the other movies. It's always a struggle. It's always life is horrible and dark and I don't really want to be here, but now I have to be here. Mm-hmm. These guys are like, I'm choosing to be here. I'm choosing to stay here and do this fight. And I'm choosing to be here with, you know, these guys, with my brothers that I've been here with. And that was kind of beautiful to see that. Like they were, I wouldn't say super positive, but they were still laughing with each other that scene where they thought they were all going to die and then they're like huddled together and holding on to each other. I'm like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. <laughs> Don't kill them, please. <laughs> that is really profound. I hadn't thought about that, but like, yeah, I mean, then this goes back to like your, you know, your, the philosophy you were describing about how the movie is not dour and significant. Yeah. You're, that was no, a horrific it, war. It was yeah. a horrific war. Mm-hmm. And then they had every reason to be dark and horrible 
horrible characters. Right. They all should have been Batman. They all <laughs> should have been gravelly voices sure. everywhere. <laughs> Except Yo, not Diane, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> My parents died. Yeah, no, you're right in front of me on this field. Mustard gas mm. everywhere. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. That's so tr- like, yeah, like I mean, in that way, like those those notes, those expressed notes in the movie are consistent. They are remarkably consistent, and it's hard to be mad at that, even in light of a third act Dragon Ball Z pointless villain. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was Dragon Ball Z fight. It was so long. <laughs> it was, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> it was so like long. it was like those Dragon Ball Z episodes where they spend half the fight preparing and then the episode ends and you're like, you didn't even fight yet. Like the fight takes six episodes at oh, minimum. Man. That was the kind of fight. And then there are too many speeches. So many speeches. Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a lot of um, finesse hair moments. I don't know if you guys caught caught that or not, but there was just there was a there's a lot of moments where Gal's like looking at the camera, or she turns her head and her hair is just waving, and you could see like perfect. They probably had fans in the background, just having her (laughs) hair just flow. And I was just like, it's okay to do that, but they did that several times throughout the movie. Mm I'm just like, this is not a finesse hair commercial, guys. Don't do this. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I did notice that. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I was, when I was talking to Joy about the movie, I was saying, and this is like, this is one of those things where I find fault in the movie for a thing it didn't do, which is not really fair. But like, one of my things was that I wanted more imagery in the film of this perspective of Diana standing in the face of like a massive, incomprehensible danger. But like, you know, resolute and she's ready to face the danger because like she has this power and she can contend with it. But like most of those moments in the movie were a shot of, you know, a pinup shot of Wonder Woman straight on, like face on, just staring at her for like 15 seconds, breathing heavily and like want to do something. And I'm like, no, I want to see the thing that she's unafraid of. Like, I don't want to see her. I've seen her. We've seen her through the whole movie. Like, I want to see. I want to see her like just like not scared of something and seeing the something that should by all accounts scare her but doesn't. And the movie doesn't do that a lot. And I mean, it, it probably like the, the time the movie when the movie frames her in that way, probably the most is like in the in the tank scene, which is great which I don't have a problem with. But most of the time, you're right. There are like Pantene commercials of like, just like on a Wonder Woman. And it's like, I mean, it's fine. She looks cool. And she looked cool in BBS in her mm-hmm. moment where she did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I want yeah, I wanted a little, I wanted a little, a, a shift in that camera angle to kind of capture the energy that she's expressing more than just face on her face, her hair. So like fans. the slow mo walk through the no man's land, that right, <laughs> right, right. Where right. the the bullets magically only come where she can deflect them with her wrist guards. Uh, yeah. Well, see, I I I created headcanon that her wrist guards mag are magnetized and they just absorb the bullets. So no. is her shield magnetized too? Because I don't understand how that yep. machine gun was firing at her and only hitting that small. Because no, because the central powers and the German soldiers they don't shoot feet. It's a very specific thing. You know what? That's right. I forgot about that. The policy. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see, though. It was. It was. It was. Even though I was like, "Why is she not getting shot in the legs?" But I was like, "You know what? It's still cool. Look at that." Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. 
what's your what's y'all's favorite fight scene? Because mine was the one where like at the end of it, she kicks the guy out the window. The one that's like in where where, where are they at at the end? Vermeer or the the German place in the end where she has the, the indoor fight where it, like the the signature of the fight is her like jump kneeing a guy out a window. That's my favorite fight of the movie. What's your favorite fight of the movie? I don't know. I really liked the fight uh, when they like trail Steve and they're in the mascara and just with all the Amazonian women. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. really, really well done. That was good. That was so good. Just the arrows and I don't know, running from the horse. All of yeah, that they, was just so cool. They jumped down like a like a two hundred foot cliff to fight. Right. <laughs> yeah, like no fear. Yeah, just, they just like leaped down it. That was that was great. That was great. Yeah, just seeing the training sequences in Themyscira just was amazing to watch. I just love seeing women kick ass and kick each other's ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was really like my most entertaining fight sequence was was definitely the first act of the movie. Oh, and they were all so supportive of each other. It's a small thing, but we don't usually see that in these superhero movies because they usually only have, like, the single girl um, surrounded by men. Right. And then, even though it was, like, a small part of this movie, you just got to see a group of women who were all fighting together and supporting each other. And you didn't see them, like, being jealous of each other, annoyed by each other, hating each other. You know those things that they love to put in movies? Just, you know, a really nice, supportive environment. With a lot of kick-ass. Yeah. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. really, that's really profound. It was because, like, that scene is, like, women impressing each other. And exactly. Like, They're not fighting for anyone else except them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. And they're not being forced to fight, you know, because a bunch of men are watching them. <laughs> so. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. We weren't in Themyscira long enough. We probably would have saw some cat fights later. <laughs> some reality TV moments, some hair pulling going on. We didn't hang out there long enough to see all that. I'm wearing this breastplate today. You don't get to wear this breastplate. This is my, my day. My day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, like, yeah I get, at the end, we just need the Themyscira movie. That's just yeah, what, we really do. That's what I want. I want that Ooh, yes. to be the sequel, uh, you know, World War II. I need <laughs> So, yeah, I was about to say, what do you guys think the sequel will be? Other than World War II, I can't really imagine. Where else is she going to go? They're not going to do World War I don't know. I think I they're going to they modern day. They're gonna I don't think they would. Yeah. yeah. I hope I they don't, but, like, they love the wars. They're so flashy. They'll probably tie a lot of stuff in from Justice League into yeah. her sequel. Oh god! Which is I keep forgetting day. that Justice League is happening so Me close, too. like that it's just right. I mean, it's basically um, right around the corner, and I really keep is. forgetting that. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably right. There's probably going to be a lot of elements that we'll see in Justice League that'll like Tie fuel into... uh, Wonder Woman too. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, it's... You, do you think that they're gonna adjust Justice League at all? In no. Wonder Woman's reception. <laughs> they just don't have the time. And no. not... it's, it's I mean, done. It's the Suicide Squad. What do you mean? Suicide just... Squad was like Suicide Squad was like eleventh hour, and then they were like, no, 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 it needs to be funnier because everybody hated BVS. Like, do you think they're gonna like make any nudge on Justice League, or are they gonna no. be like, I think it's people too late like for Wonder that. Woman? It's too late. Yeah, it's too late for that. Unless they're like, no, why would they do that? <laughs> no, 
Because they still think Wonder Woman was a fluke. So. Yeah. How? I mean, when did they add that to Suicide Squad? Like, I just know. I know that. I. I don't know. I don't think it was this late to Suicide oh, Squad. I do yeah. know that they took it back to the editing room and delayed it because they were like, "Oh no, everyone hated BVS, and we needed." I thought they did that before BVS, though. Did they? I thought it was. After. I, thought I thought it was, it was before because like, BVS came out in what, April, and then Suicide came out. Suicide Squad came out September? in September. September. I thought right? it was August. They came, I okay. thought it came out in August. I'm like, that's a really short turnaround time. I think it was, but I think it was specifically. Now you're making me want to Google this. I'm like fairly sure that Suicide Squad. They was did like a, do edits. Yeah, they did do edits at the I know last they minute did once they edits, when, but I'm not they sure heard if it was about. No, it was because they heard BVS wasn't relevant. Okay, so then. Yeah, they were really yeah, mad about it. They're mad that BVS didn't make a billion. That's like such a like thorn in their craw. Like that they, they hate that so much that it didn't make a billion dollars. I mean, look at it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, but God, I think God. I think it's way too late for them to make any tweaks to Justice League. So it's like I think you're right. they'll have I to just take that L if it gets <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I want tweet. Justice League to actually be good. Like, I don't want to be one of those folks that just hate on DC movies because it's in style to be like, oh, it's going to suck. Like, I want it to be a good movie, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it. it is, too. I'm hoping I mean, that Wonder Woman's in it, so we know that that portion of the movie is going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so. Wait, who are they fighting? Did they, did they say that? Mm. I don't think they reveal questions the that need answers. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're fighting internet film critics. <laughs> you know they're fighting Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah, right. <laughs> that that talk. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I don't think they've revealed much, yeah. and even even the trailer good, like though. during Wonder Woman wasn't any different from anything I've already seen. It's so the same. It's the same. Yeah. yeah so and I'm like, okay, I was hoping that they were going to do was, something. Because that was a big mistake that BVS did with the trailer. You know, I mean, they basically revealed the death of Superman, like, in that trailer. There was so much with uh, revealing Zod and showing, you know, they, they showed mm-hmm. a lot. So maybe they've learned their lesson since then. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I will say that an article was just released today that uh, reports are claiming that Justice League has undergone extensive reshoots because the studio wow. is worried. Because the studio is worried and they're trying to salvage the, the project. God. Can they get so, Jason Momoa out of that armor? I would really appreciate that if they're going to start reshooting things. Can they make that one change for that. me? They're going to have Momoa beefcake. Are you kidding? It's not even the beefcake. That's beef fine with me. The armor itself bothers me on so many levels. You know what? The, so armor is, the armor itself is not even logical. He's Aquaman. What do you need He's armor in the water, water for? I yeah. don't Why are you get not that. streamlined? There's like ridges and things yeah. all over the place. It looks so heavy. Like if you threw him in, yeah. he'd immediately sink. They should have just had back. like tattooed like armor looking stuff armor. on him. Like, oh, it was I just, see what you're you know saying. what I'm oh, saying? Like good. it looked that's like good. armor, but that it's tattooed on his body. Like he was in Batman versus Superman, that little scene. Just well, do I something think, cool. Because he was in the water. I think they're doing both. Can't have armor in the water. They're doing both. Yeah, exactly. So I think that mm. you will see parts of him, like with the tattooed kind of, and then other parts with the armor on when he's on land. When he's on land, I think he's just when he's going to be wearing the armor. That, yeah. that armor is just—it's just so ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. 
Oh my god. Mel, don't say that they're going to do edits again. They're going to delay it. You just you just said that. <laughs> and now there's like there's like six interns at DC running through a hallway. <laughs> they're like, "No, B- BGN wants tattoo armor. BGN hates the armor. We're doing the whole thing over." Please. Oh. Please do. And then I hate Batman's armor. <laughs> Oh, I, hate, I hate everything about Cyborg's look. <laughs> oh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of yes. people don't like it. It looks very CGI-ish. I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, you bad CGI. Don't can't they use any practical effects with that costume? They don't I, like practical effects. He looks, goofy. <laughs> he looks a little goofy. He looks a little bit like not quite like. He looks a little bit like a bad edit of like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of that kind of like funny, yeah, like like CGI not thereness. Yeah, yeah. that's it's like Aries armor. It's just why did you do this? Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. that. Yep. 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 Man. They always go for the big, bulky, obviously CGI look, and it just does not work. Yeah, but his you don't have to always be like that. His costume doesn't even look bulky. It just looks like it's barely there, like it's hanging on by a thread. I think somebody compared him to Ultron. <laughs> they said he looked like Ultron. Ultron looked better, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So many issues with that movie, too. But... <laughs> All right, this turned right, into the exactly. Justice League fan cast. <laughs> this turned into the Justice League wish list. Yeah, if you're uh, yeah, listening, yeah, uh, can you change oh. this? Yes, please keep it under three hours, please. Because oh, then makes, I might make no try promises. Makes no promises. <laughs> That's what I told someone. I'm like, this movie could be six hours long. I mean, Batman versus Superman was three hours, and it was just the two of them. Point five with Wonder Woman, but like, and then look at this. They got all the crew out there. It could be six hours could be like a full work day watching this movie yeah Mm. (laughs) any final thoughts on wonder woman i'm actually really excited to see the sequel like i'm excited about the direction that they go and i do hope that they get um Mm -hmm. writing staff for for the second film so we can get a different angle and perspective this time i still like I still can't say overall whether or not I like it over Man of Steel. Like, I really do like Man of Steel as well. And the villain in Man of Steel is better. So it's just, for me, I'm not entirely sure. They might just be neck and neck, for sure. But they're definitely, I mean, it, you know, Batman versus Superman is, like, number 97 on my list. So, I mean, <laughs> anything, anything yeah. is better than that, for sure. Um, and it was stunning. So I'm going to, you know, the feminist in me is going to put Wonder Woman at number one. And uh, Man of Steel at number two. But really, they're kind of neck and neck. Like, I think that they're good origin stories for the characters. Like, good springboards, for sure. I'm just mm-hmm. ready to see more. More Amazonian women. I don't know. I think Wonder more Woman women handled of color. the character better. Like, the character. Like, the essence of the character. I think that was my problem with Man of Steel once I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you, you mean? Like, um, her heart. Like, yeah. I got you. Yep. Well, like they got the I essence agree with of that. who Wonder Woman is, whereas like, like who Superman, Diana really is. Yeah, they started getting the essence of who Superman is, and then they remember that they have to be dark and broody, so they need to introduce some darkness into this movie. Hmm. Where you know Superman is mostly hopeful hero. That didn't bother me about Man Steel. Man of Steel. I mean, I get why people were upset because he had the whole emo thing going on, but that didn't really bug me. 
those long extended fight scenes and that unnecessary property damage and those long edits that's what bothered me about man of steel but i'm okay with emo superman it's pretty i just want a hopeful hero i mean like things are so dark right now they're so dark we well we've got guardians you know yeah those movies yes I yeah. think Captain yeah. Marvel is probably going to be like very, and then we've got Ant Man. Those are pretty oh, heavy. Ant-Man. Yeah. So, like, I think my Mar- Marvel's helping people. us with that. Basically, DC, yeah. you're not going to get that. You're not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I guess. I mean, to be fair, we know DC TV is way better than DCEU. So let's. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least we have something. Except for the Killing Joke, that was awful. But um, yeah, everything else is going along. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my hope for the sequel is if you're going to introduce women of color, especially black women, you better not make them the villains. Mm-mm, that's not what we asked for. You know what? I'm okay with seeing black women as villains. I just want to see more of us in all types of roles. I don't want it to just be the one DC movie and they have just one black woman as a villain. But That's um, what I'm afraid that they're going to do. Yeah, like, if yeah, they're going like, to introduce a woman of color, she's going to be the woman that Wonder Woman is squaring off against, who's obviously evil, and then Wonder Woman has to take her down. And it's like, look at that evil woman of color, which is what we see too much. Too much. Yeah, but I, honestly, like, Amanda Waller was a refreshing thing to see. So, and yep. I know it's debatable to some folks if she's a villain or an anti-hero, or but yep. for me, I, I wanted to see way more Amanda Waller and Suicide Squad than what we actually got. So, yeah. I did too. I'm here and for she, it. <laughs> she straddles the line just like Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in true and true Greek mythology. But like, yeah, I think that Amanda Waller was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. To me, like, her and Deadshot were the best two things in Suicide Squad for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm with you, Mel. Like, I really do want to see more women of color in the next Wonder Woman film. I mean, everybody else get to see themselves reflected so much, and that's great. Yeah. But they have the opportunity for this intersectionality, and it's not like it's, you know, straying away from the comics, because the comics, it's it's very diverse Mm -hmm. in Mascara. So um, why they didn't show that in this first film, I don't know. But hopefully we'll see more of that in the sequel. Yeah, I think that we will. I, I'm hopeful. Honestly, it's just like they keep going on and on about how little girls finally have a hero to look up to, and they see show all these pictures of little girls looking at, you know, Diana's posters and being all happy. And it's like, oh, I can be Wonder Woman too. Well, I'd like a little black girl to look up <laughs> at a hero <laughs> and say, I could be so and so too. I don't want to, you know, just to have another woman of color villain. Yeah. Which is cool, too. But, like, in this case, in this specific case, I do not want Diana to be facing off against a woman of color. And that's the yeah, only no, no, role no, no. for a woman of color in this movie is to be the main villain. That's it. No. I don't think well, they'll go Well, give us more of a senator. Give us more of Philibus, I think, is another um, black female character in the Wonder Woman universe. And then, of course, give us Nubia, like... I don't even know yeah. of any black woman characters in DC that are villains. villains. Aside I don't from Waller. I was about to say. Yeah. But they could make one. They could be like, oh, look, Nubia is facing off against Diana. Nubia is evil. Even... She's well, that has evil happened twin. in the comic. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. They did kind of have a face off moment. But um, they could make her the evil twin in the next movie. I don't think Both so. Both of Clay. I don't know. I don't, I don't, trust, I don't trust people. <laughs> You're like, well, then, like, make her the evil twin, and then she becomes good, and then we'll see more of her in future sequels. I just want to see, I just want to see us. 
heroes, yeah, villains, like you start to supporting wear. characters, <laughs> <laughs> everything. No, I mean, I, th- I think like like what you're talking about is something comes up on, on, on Black Comics Chat all the time, which is if you want to avoid tokenism, have more people of color. That's it. Yeah. It's a very simple yeah. solution. Yeah. If you don't want to have the iconic, like only black woman character in the movie who was also the villain and you're afraid of tokenism, just have more black women in the movie. And yep. then if you're yep. a black villain, you're fine. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. Um, yeah, I'd like, I mean, all right. So I have, I have like a weird thing with Wonder Woman because on, on the whole, I have so many, so many problems with the movie. I also like, it's one of those things where as far as seeing the hype and like experiencing the hype, when I see people like totally head over heels for the movie, like I'm not mad at them for being totally head over heels because I do think that there's a lot to appreciate and a lot to feel kind of this sense of final satisfaction about. Yeah. I do I do think the movie has like a lot of problems which affect me because I'm hypercritical. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like I'm a jerk to comic book movies in general, which is fine. <laughs> I'll accept that. I'll admit that. And I don't you know, I think that does like like uh ground me in a certain way uh and 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 maybe like I I'm I'm less I'm less patient with a, like a lot of aspects, but you know, the positive things that we're talking about in this chat, like even with my grumpy ass, are none of those things where I'm just like no, that's not fair. No, it's still bad or whatever. No, you're you're totally right. And this is this is such a different. Uh, this is such a change of pace for for DC. Well, do I think that pace is going to be maintained? I highly doubt it. Yeah. I really do. If it if it is maintained, I'm I may I may be warmer to like their next few releases, especially especially releases centering on women, um, yeah. because they've they've. I mean, they've made a mark for themselves in this movie that even Marvel can't dare to say. True. And it's pretty significant for for old detective comics. So, yeah, I like, you know what? Y'all super happy about Wonder Woman? Stay happy. I'm not going to come burst any balloons. I have I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like it's my place. I don't feel like it's worth it because I I I agree with y'all wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think I I mean, I think we all agree like it has made really great strides, but there's still mm-hmm. more work to be done. Yeah. So much. And, yep. so much. and hopefully in, in Wonder Woman 2, they're going to tell it after, you know, justly. hopefully we'll see more of that. A lot. So Patty, if you're listening, we want you to see, we want to see ourselves in, in the sequel mm-hmm. is what we're saying. We want to see ourselves. So, well, great. As full characters. Full as, characters. as fully, yeah. As fully actualized Names. characters. Yes. Names. Speaking <laughs> more than just one line. I mean, the senator yes. really, you give the senator one line. Really? Really? Okay. Um, <laughs> it was more than I expected, though. So, yeah, true that. Yeah, true that. And Sadly. overall, overall good. Fit. Sadly. Oh, but yeah. overall, yeah, great. And, you know, congratulations to, to Patty Jenkins yes. for pulling this off because I know Absolutely. there was probably a lot of pressure and, uh, you know, she, she did the damn thing. So, mm-hmm. she- she made this movie out of a script written by three men. I mean, that, that is that, that is impressive yeah. enough, yep. <laughs> right? And I'm With hoping this time little she gets support. The team. And that's what I was just about to say. Next go around, because they down so many barriers. Even though I'm not hopeful, I'm hoping next go around she gets more of what she wants, like more of the writing team that she wants. You know, more assistance, all the things that she deserves. But you know, again, we knew she had to prove herself, Excellent. quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I hope they don't replace her with a guy. No, they're not. No, she's, she's going to okay. do the sequel. Yeah. yeah, she's contractually obligated to do the sequel. So that is yeah. something right. we love. No, absolutely not. 
So I'm thinking we will riot if that happened anyway. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Everybody would riot at this point. Yeah. And we would make sure to get her back on board. Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking time out of your schedules to talk about Wonder Woman. And it is currently in theaters nationwide. So check it out if you haven't done so already. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 That was a HeadGum Podcast.